0: What's up, wrestling fans? It is another Wednesday night in the books. It is February 17th, and you are watching or listening somewhere on one of the wrestling Inc. platforms YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, wherever it may be. Thank you for joining us. I am your co host tonight, Justin Labar, alongside the Blueprint, Matt Morgan, and Forbes, Alfred Kunua. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Doing well? Great. All right, well, let's dive right into it. Let's not waste any time. Two-pack shows. Uh, You got NXT, which we'll get to in a little bit coming off of their pay-per-view Sunday night. And then we got AEW, who's building towards both a monumental March 3rd episode with Shaq, and then, of course, a pay-per-view after that. So we jump in, and we kick off AEW Dynamite. It's going to be Hangman Page and Matt Hardy up against TH2. Now, the story here, if you've missed it, ladies and gentlemen, is that Mar- Matt Hardy's been pursuing Hangman Page, got him even to sign a contract last week. We'll get back to that in a second. But the tag team match... Uh, with these four guys go uh, taking place here. F- fun match to watch to see Matt in there with these athletic guys. Uh, ultimately, in the end, though, we're going to see Hang uh, Paige um, with the double buckshot lariats on both guys, and then Hardy hits the twist of fate on and on, on Heligo. One, two, three, Matt Hardy getting the pinfall. So we get that, but then we come to have a little uh, shenanigans after the fact where... Adam Page, you know, Matt Hardy's talking, I got you signed, we're, we're going to make millions, but then Hangman reveals, and, and, and you can see it if you watch the replay, I did miss it live last week, fans pointed this out, good on you, that Hangman Page switched out that contract, had a different contract already ready, signed it, Hardy rushed it to the lawyers, and then Hardy sees his contract, and it basically says that uh, Matt Hardy and Hangman Page are going to have a match, and if Hangman Page beats Matt Hardy, then hangman page gets all of hardy's earnings for quarter one matt says why don't you be a man put something on the line and the hangman puts the same he puts his royalties his earnings for quarter one on the line so we're gonna have a money match at aew revolution at the next pay-per-view and then we see a uh, one-half a private party uh attack uh hangman page so matt uh do, do you like the stipulation do you like the story between these two
1: i i like the story of hangman page being the uh proverbial baby face by outsmarting the heel that had been already Caught on various their YouTube shows, whether it's being the lead or even Sammy Guevara's uh, uh, blog as well, of always messing with Private Party, screwing them over somehow, trying to screw over Hangman, um, even try to screw over what's his name? Uh, oh, God. What's the dude who does their video camera for being the elite? Um, their friend yeah i can't think of his what's name what's the dude's name i forget oh, his name I know what
2: you're talking about.
1: Yeah. yeah even him is it he like he's he's tried to, already tried to get him for a minute too um anyways the matchup's cool i like the tag match tonight let's talk about the tag match tag match was fine like you said um but if, we're, if i'm being honest and i love big money matt so i don't even want to crap on this but I, the stipulation's lame. The stipulation's corn. Uh, it's stupid. Uh, quarter earn, quarter one earn, quarter one earnings. Like, come on, man.
0: Like. Really? Alfred, I, I, Alfred, I expect Forbes to have full track on the, on <laughs> course, the earnings oh, for the is winner. This kind of
2: angle, man. A uh, big money <laughs> match. I love it. Uh, I, I like the fact that there is a stipulation between these two, and they're actually kind of investing something in this. I, I do see this as like a stepping stone on the way to something bigger, especially for Hangman Adam Page. Uh, but I have enjoyed what Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy are doing, and this yeah. is a good stipulation considering what they've been fighting over.
1: Well, no. Why not? No. Why not have it say that – because then Hangman Page didn't really get over on him. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I would like to have seen a turn out he signed a contract that Hardy rushed to the attorneys and got signed and you know got it all verified or whatever the hell. And uh it turns out that Hangman Page owns Matt Hardy's talents. Like so he's the new manager of you know Private Party and whatever and whatever. Um if Matt Hardy, you know, beats him, then he can get it back made. But then that requires Hangman Page to lose, which wouldn't be good either. Um, I don't know. I I just think not enough fans know what the hell that even means when we're saying, oh, we're wrestling each other for quarter one earnings. Like, (laughs)
2: like smart
1: smart fans get it, right? But not, and that's the majority of their audience, but we're talking about wanting to grow their audience. So I,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little questionable on this too, Matt. And it's kind of disappointing. It's kind of AEW is really good about being transparent, and like they even said tonight several times, certain guys weren't there because of the weather. And like you know, they're kind of open to like talking about when things need to be changed. They they don't really they they try to just flow with it. But so like to do a one to do a stipulation of quarter one earnings, like what like how are we going to see the payoff to that? What what are we going? Are we going to like see? One of them go to the bank with the other one, and or, or give them. You know what I mean? Like what? Like I don't know. It's it's a, it's a very. You're right. It's a very smart mark kind of. I'd rather there be a briefcase full of money that each of them had to like bring their own set of money, and we at least, at least let's actually see dollar bills. I don't know.
1: Like, are you going to celebrate if Adam Page is thirty five thousand dollars <laughs> richer?
2: <I'm> <laughs> um, the right. big money Mac makes much more than that.
0: Right, uh, Rob Humphrey. He's putting five bucks in, saying Matt rocking the Indiana hat again. Love it. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how this one plays out, but uh, so a non-title match of the pay-per-view for for all the quarter one earnings. Mm -hmm. All right, backstage, we get Santana and Ortiz. Uh, They're talking about how they are going to go have their first title match after being in the company for 18 months. They said fear has been the reason they haven't afforded that opportunity. MJF then grabs a mic. He says he still wants an apology from Sammy Guevara for what happened. Jericho, uh, frustrated with Sammy, uh, telling him to shut up, and I know what you've been doing. You've been trying to do this. But then YTJ starts cutting a promo on uh, Sammy, saying it's the stupidest decision ever to quit the inner circle, and he's dead to Chris Jericho. And Jericho hypes up that Santana and Ortiz uh, are going to have the titles uh, tonight so you know th- who knows how long sammy's off for but they're uh they're, they're keeping this going we got some super chats real quick to get to cory pride five dollars love the gender reveal tonight and they finally did something with sting do you think sting will wrestle on the next pay-per-view uh we'll get we'll get to sting here in a few minutes um yeah gender reveal congratulations to cody and brandy revealing they're gonna have a baby girl and jody shana jenkins five dollars canadian bucks and ortiz santana match was so good but a couple moves, in my opinion, near the end that the Bucks had no business kicking out of, just my thoughts.
1: Oh, where do you stop that slippery slope then? At this point, I've given up on that. Yeah. Everything you can kick out of at this point, it's acceptable.
0: So, yeah, that tag match will come up here uh, in a few, so we'll get to that in, in a little bit more length. Uh, next up, though, they show some of the stuff that's airing on YouTube that's being filmed in Japan for the J- Japanese side of the women's bracket uh in the tournament and then we go to um uh we go to the live match they're going to do here on dynamite which is the nwa women's world champion serena d she's in the tournament up against rio uh of course rio was the very first uh AEW women's champion they know this is her first match since march of last year 48 weeks so since the pandemic happened i'm I'm assuming rio was was out of the country
2: yeah
0: yeah which is what i would what i would assume this match um this match is a multi two-segment match uh, it really picks up, I, I, just light play-by-play. Play. This starts off a lot of hammer locks, wrist locks, head locks, um, a lot of chain wrestling, and then it, it picks up, and it really starts getting into some harder hitting. It gets into some false finishes, and then ultimately, uh, I had Serena winning this in my on in, well, my bracketology, but the, the finish here is these two girls are doing some really <coughs> cool pinning combinations. I, I don't even know how to best describe them, right. so check it out. Really cool pinning combinations transferring into each other, getting the shoulders off the mat, and ultimately, Rio gets the final three count, uh, and gets the victory and advances to the
1: mm-hmm. second round. This is good. This was good, and this is I, I, I get it. Rio's good. I get it. She's nowhere near as good as Serena Deeb, though. Serena Deeb can work with a friggin' broomstick. You've heard that saying before. She is the definition of that phrase. She is. She is frigging money in that ring, and it's very rare you'll see her have a crappy match. She's such a ring general. Such a ring general, and she wears boots. Big fan okay. of that. Yes. Big fan,
2: of that. I, I was extremely high on this match. I think this is one of the best television matches I've seen all year. I like the story they told, I like that they built it around Serena Deeve's knee, and then she eventually evened the odds by taking out Riho's knee. And, like, I, I'm with you guys, I don't know how good she is from a technical standpoint, even though I know she is good. Um, I don't know if she's top five or whatnot in terms of baby Demi, but she's one of the biggest stars they have of anybody. And like I, there was a void it seemed when she was gone, and just seeing her back in the women's division and how much that crowd took to her, it was it just reminded you Who how big the star Rio she was. Or Rio, Rio, Rio so- for sure. I mean, she came back and those yeah. people loved her. Yeah, they did. To be clear, this is Rio's
1: best match with AEW. I loved it. This this is is by far her best match.
0: I I would agree. At first, not that I don't appreciate you know chain wrestling or technical wrestling, but the way it started and the pace, I was a little like uh, this. This might be long. And then I saw they're going to go to commercial, but it picked up. It really, they really, they they it just took patience. And uh, I thought where they finally ended to, I I I would agree with that. I think this is probably the best I've seen Rio in AEW. To be
1: clear, again, am I trying to take credit away from Rio? But. Be- because of how that match started is how you can tell in case you people want to be a counterpoint to what i'm saying that serena led this match that was as old school as old school gets oh, yeah. that's what you first learn when you first start to wrestle is how to start the match slowly like that jockey for position chain 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 and then you my favorite word crescendo um, as the match gets going. And then keep yank- if you're the heel, keep yanking the carpet out from underneath the fans and the baby face before the baby face is really st- able to start to get going in fifth gear there. So by the time a two segment match gets toward that comeback, fans are dying to see it happen and not get that carpet yanked from underneath them finally. All systems go, reels in fifth gear, kicking ass, taking names, let's go, motherfucker. Like that, that gear. That's uh, Serena Deeb. Old school one on one match, A, B, C type of match.
0: And there was, you know, good points in the commentary, even in their own way, pointed out how good Deep was working to make Rio looking better. At one point, Rio was throwing uh, some forearms at Deep, and Deep was—I mean, the way she was selling them, snapping the head back—and and commentary alluded to something of the fact, but they're putting over Rio in her strikes. But if you look at the Deep putting the work, so yeah, Deep certainly doing her part to uh, to make the returning babyface, um, you know, look look good uh great
1: for Rio very good showing for her and I hope they are able to continue to book her versus talents that make her shine like that because she's got great offense
0: I am error two dollars Matt AEW had sting lose to OC tonight Roseanne what Uh, I thought maybe it was an inside joke between you and (laughs) I am error (laughs) I no idea.
1: I am there. Is there a way you could come back and not pay money to tell us? No,
2: no, pay another two dollars. Come back. Pay, pay another flavor. two bucks.
1: <laughs> don't pay the two bucks. Pay for your illiteracy. Put asterisks <laughs> next to your comment and Glenn,
0: uh, Justin. Look for the asterisk comment. All right, we get a video package of Jade Cargill doing some training. She's shooting some hoops with Shack. So nothing to get ready for a tag team wrestling match like shooting some hoops. No,
1: no, I want to see a thoroughbred <laughs> stud athlete, and that's what she was being. I'm okay with
0: this. Just, just the you know, the association, just being friends.
1: Shit. I love Jay Cargo, she can do no wrong. Yeah, I'm I, she can I think... play tiddlywinks for all I care, she can play
0: poker. I don't care. I, <laughs> I want to see her kick somebody's ass, Alfred. Do you want to see her play tiddlywinks?
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I pay for that on Fight TV. Put it, book it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, yeah, that's coming up a couple weeks here. Uh, all right, up next, we get uh. Luther up against Orange Cassidy um each man having uh, their their respective corner men uh, this one uh b- pretty quick all all things considered good uh, yeah <laughs> right all <laughs> all things considered uh we get uh, uh orange cassidy wins with the orange punch so orange cassidy gets the, gets the victory here uh, very
1: good that. very basic needed everything needed to happen that happened in that um oftentimes I scratch my head and I go how is this guy on television no offense to him um but Luther or
0: Orange Cassidy luther
1: come on <laughs> come on luther and i get he's a friend of chris i get he's a veteran blah blah blah, blah. i understand that but i just mean that roster is so freaking stacked
0: with talent that can't get on tv that's all i'm saying <laughs> 499 rich antonio says Cornette said luther works like a <laughs> crippled <baked> <laughs> <potato.">
1: <laughs> see i can never get away i can't say anything i can't say things like this anymore for all your chat room i think i let it flip and let it fly guys Nothing compared to, to J.C. Not even in the same galaxy as J.C. J.C. lets it go.
0: A crippled baked potato. All right. Um, his
1: analogies, though. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All, all I can think about is, is Pritchard doing his Cornette impression of how Cornette always likes to order the double cheese hamburger from Wendy's, and now I'm thinking about him ordering a baked potato, but it's a crippled baked potato.
2: <laughs> motherfucker! You order yeah. those at Wendy's.
0: He
1: finishes his 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 impersonation of Cornet with motherfucker every time.
0: <laughs> get the double cheese. All <laughs> right, uh, we get the video vignette showing what happened to Darby on last week, being uh, uh, dragged around in the body bag across the parking lot by uh, FTW, uh, and then we go back to live uh, in Deli's place. We see Taz, Brian Cage, and Hook come out to the ring. Uh, Taz uh, notes they're missing some people tonight because of the weather, uh, mm-hmm. so that's that. So again, you know they're kind of transparent; they don't come up with stupid reasons. Um, and they're calling out Sting, and then Sting are calling you out, and all of a sudden here comes Sting. Lights out, snows up. Sting walks out, bat in hand, and uh, Sting steps into the ring with that bat. And Taz saying, "Yeah, that, good thing you had that bat, because that bat is your only saving grace. Because you know you, you stepping in the ring here was the worst thing you could have done." Well, Taz then uh, drops the bat and and you know Taz can't believe he did that now they can kind of commentators and then uh, Sting takes off the jacket throws the jacket in um one of their faces starts to get some some shots in uh but eventually the numbers do out, uh out, you know outweigh them and they're they're hitting Sting with some shot with some some strikes and then Brian Cage uh gives a powerbomb and he puts it looked good uh gives a powerbomb to Sting and so this really was kind of what stole the night on the internet at least because I think Alfred, correct me I'm wrong. I think Tony Khan had even said that Sting's not going to be taking any bumps. Uh, but here he yeah, is. He took a he took a live bump. This is no cinematic match. This is no crash pad. Uh, Matt, what did you think of this? And, and, this, and what, were you shocked by this?
1: What do I say to this? Because this is what I feared. I don't want to see him get hurt. I don't want to see. He doesn't have to be on every week. AEW, he does not need to be on your show every week. I get you're paying him zillions of dollars, but those zillions of dollars are going to be worth more. And pay, and pay major dividends, the more special you make him feel. Don't just have him out there in these stupid in-ring promos every single week so it loses its luster to now where you feel the pressure that you have to change gears because you've done the same thing every single week in a row. So you have to escalate it now to him finally getting jumped. And worse, taking a powerbomb. Now, great for great on Brian Cage. He took good care of him. It looked nasty at the same time. Brian Cage can work. Um, Privately, I'm happy for him. He gets a powerbomb Sting, right? But this didn't need to happen. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think this needed to happen. There's other ways it could have jumped Sting and kept him down, still served its purpose. One less major home run bump that Sting wouldn't have had to have taken that would have still been on his bump card. We all have a bump card as wrestlers. And, and Sting's has long gone, long gone past his bump card limit. And uh, I just don't want to see him get hurt. I want to see him pay dividends to this company.
2: And it's especially scary when you consider that Sting has that history of spinal stenosis. Spinal. I mean, any move that he's going to take. What's the move that basically ended his career? It was a buckle bomb. It was a version of a power bomb. And he takes a bump similar yeah. to where his back is going to be smacking against the mat. I mean, this looked like it happened in slow motion to me. And Brian Cage did a great job with that powerbomb. It is kind of encouraging to see that Sting is willing to go in there and take bumps because we're all just assuming it'd be what? cinematic. But me watching this made me realize, like, man, if I see Sting in, like, a, even a five-minute match, my heart's going to be in my throat the whole time. And that's not how I want to watch Sting.
1: Exactly. I, I was trying to get that in just now, and I'm glad you, you actually hit it right on the head. That's exactly right. That's not what we're supposed to be thinking about when we're watching, Alfred. We're supposed to be cheering for him. But not in the way of real life cheering for him not getting injured, right? Yeah. We, we, within the storyline, within the contents of the suspension of disbelief of their storyline, we're supposed to be cheering for him as the babyface here. Getting sympathy on him for getting jumped. They could have jumped him without this. They didn't need this. And again, it's about longevity with him. What they can spread out and get the most maximum capacity of potential out of him getting a younger talent over. I think right. it takes away from him doing that, and this is with Tony Khan. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't. I, so I don't want to say this the wrong way, uh, because I'm not backstage there. But I, I do remember TNA. He's the most. He's the most given guy on the planet, Sting. He is the most given human being ever. I remember once he wanted me to bicycle kick him as he jumped off the top rope, and I had to be the one like, I don't know if uh, I can hit that perfectly. I don't want to chance it and risk messing it up with you, sir. You know what I mean? And, and I had to really talk him out of it because he wanted to really help get me over. He really, not just me, all the young talents. That's how he is. That's why he's an amazing man. But this is where Tony Khan's got to step in and say, we've invested a lot of time and money into you, brother. We appreciate you wanting to do business. Now's not the time for it.
2: No, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I don't know how they're gonna move forward. Now I'm just curious to see, like when they get to that pay-per-view they've already announced a street fight, right? I mean, but they haven't guaranteed that's gonna be cinematic.
0: No, that's no, that's uh, that. Up to this point, every time I say that, that's that's me, that's, that's me speculating. Me. That's just me speculating.
1: That'll be a. We don't know for sure if it's going to be that kind of match.
0: No, then they well, they won't tell us either. They'll they'll wait and make you just show up yeah. to see it. It, it man, I think what you said, and obviously it's great. You know that that's what you bring to the show. You is you have that insight and experience of having you know been in a situation like that with Sting. Part of me wonders off of that. You know, obviously, again, what they had planned tonight probably got changed because all of FTW wasn't there. And so part of me wonders if they were like, shit, we don't really have much here. And and, and I wonder if Sting did, you know, not wanting the angle to die and, and or not die, but, you know, stall and hurt these other guys that are involved. I wonder if Sting stepped up and said, look, I'll take a power bomb. I'll do something yes, to me.
1: Absolutely. This was not written on paper. Yeah. Sting takes power bomb. That was not on the format. I'll bet my house on that. No way. No yeah. way was that on the format. That was him stepping up.
0: Uh, Jody, Shauna Jenkins, Cage, Powerbomb, Sting with a Thing of Beauty. Matt, not that they need it, but could you not buy the optics of FTR and Cage together?
1: Ooh. Ooh. I can see Cage it. specifically I want with them. I don't want none of the rest of them with them. Yes. Hell yeah.
0: All right. That's an interesting, uh, interesting trio to, to think about in the future. Something else to think about in the future, folks. We're in the middle of the thick of the winter and the storms are brewing and it's oh. like one to three inches are in the forecast of that hibernation bush. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. It's when <laughs> you get a said. little, <laughs> <laughs> it's when you get a little lazy. You know, you get a little behind. I mean, look, we just passed Valentine's Day, but just because Valentine's Day's over, don't mean that you just drop your guard and just stop. No, 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 no. There's a problem taking place in your pants, more than likely, and maybe other parts of your body. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped specialize in products to make sure you're walking around town with beautiful snowballs yes beautiful snowballs manscaped here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience offering precision precision engineered tools for your family jewels alfred manscaped i mean you know what i'm talking i mean you you don't want to let this stuff go you got to take care of yourself
2: right absolutely and i literally know what you're talking about because my shipment just came in today i'm very excited to use it and next week i will have a personal review very quick personal review (laughs) as to how well this stuff works
0: (laughs) so there's something to look forward to the lawnmower the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blade. I don't know if you guys can quite see it on the camera, but because of the ceramic blade and the advanced skin safe technology, the snags are being greatly reduced. The trimmer is also waterproof, so opens up all kinds of possibilities for the shower and whatever works best. Manscaped's performance package is the best buy of 2021. The performance package comes with the new and approved lawnmower 3.0 the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. That's important performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you as you're moving bathroom to bathroom on your uh, travels around. Have you ever noticed the nasty nose and ear hair? Uh, 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 79% of partners polled admit that that long nose hair, that's a major turnoff. No, no. They have the clippers for that. It's all of this big, big package. The bundle also comes with a prop, the crop deserver, you know, it gets a little, you know, after a long day, got to keep it preserved down there with the smells, spray, ball toner, everything. And what we're going to do, since they are great sponsors of this podcast, is that we are going to get you 20% off plus free shipping with the code INC. Go to manscaped.com, put in the code INC, and you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's a great deal. And once you buy into with Manscaped, you will be there. You will become a regular customer. You'll be loving and waiting for all the new products that they come out with. So, again, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code INC then thank Manscaped for helping and sponsoring this podcast and keeping our winter wieners looking so good.
2: Who are these 21% of people who think that nose hairs are a turn on? What is with these people? (laughs) Right? Good question.
1: Hey, I'm sorry. I missed that last
0: line. One more time, Justin. Manscaped, making our winter wieners look so good. Ah,
1: Sorry. (laughs) Hey, to show you that they are the real deal. And we, we we use them here, uh, both me and my wife love it. But uh, they make cologne, though. Wow. Yes. This stuff smells so good. I wish it came in bigger bottles. Um, this is good stuff, you guys. The company is, it makes, I'm not just BSing you guys. They make so many cool different um, other products besides the main, you know, meat and potatoes for them, which is obviously, you know, their grooming <clears throat> trimmers. But, like, Justin with the nose hair trimmer, the ear hair trimmer and whatnot, mm-hmm. I'm 44, I'm getting there. Up there in age, that stuff's starting to come out now, right? That stuff works wonders. It's quick. And the the thing you hit on the head, which I thought was great, was the ceramic blade on there that keeps everything from snagging. It's not 100% foolproof, okay? It was still You'll still catch every once in a blue moon. But as a wrestler that has to always shave from head to toe uh, before you get on TV, as part of like every wrestler's ritual. Um, night and day, better than any other blade out there. And oftentimes you get stuck having to use a straight edge blade, like an old school razor to do your whole body that takes for frigging ever. You nick the hell out of yourself. This thing is a miracle and I'm pissed. I didn't invent it. Honestly, I, <laughs> I wish I invented this thing.
0: Yeah, Matt's right. It's more than just more than just the main trimmers. I mean, I, I love the boxer racer comfortable. I love the, uh, the travel, the travel bag for the bathroom for your, sh- you know, that'd be like It's like a shaving kit. It's a great quality bag, leather bag. Uh, yeah. So it's a lot of it's really good products. They, you know, they've been, kind enough to let us try them all out we've all become yes. well alfred's about to become a, a regular Absolutely. regular user so again uh, inc Love if you it. use the code on manscaped.com 20 percent off and free shipping so can't beat that
1: oh and the battery lasts for frigging ever forever before you charge that thing again i yep. swear
0: yep you you could be george the animal steel uh, god rest his soul and you, you can get a lot of shaving uh out of it before you need to plug that baby in
1: Dude, we lost our charger. I had to contact them to send me another one. I waited like two and a half weeks to get it. That thing still was going. I think it so
0: well. All right, back to the regularly scheduled program of Dynamite. Uh, we see earlier today, Kenny Omega, and I will note, because I know the chat room is going to blow up about this, so they, they tossed to this pre-tape of Kenny Omega being at a, um, a classroom full of you know like kindergarten kids, and it's live TV, but yes, Jim Ross accidentally said, I think we have some video. Kenny Omega, the WWE champion. And of course, Twitter, oh,
2: did I miss that? T- oh, Twitter no. blew up. To, oh
0: yeah. no! Twitter blew up, of course, to call us mistake out. He acknowledged. He said it's live TV, folks. He's like, you know, it happens. He know. said WWE champion though. He said WWE champion, and it's tossed to the video.
2: Of course, it happened. The guy was there for what? That's what I mean. He
0: said he said WWE for 20 years prior. I missed it. I
1: didn't even notice it.
0: Well, that's good then. I guess maybe maybe I just made it worse. But I Twitter just lit up that I saw. I don't know. Anyways, so we go to the AEW champion Kenny Omega. And he's reading uh, the Young Bucks book to younger kids. He's asking them questions. Uh, it's kind of odd. Uh, and then uh, Don Callis, you know, on the phone. Oh, Kenny, we got to go. You know, no, no time here. And he, and Kenny wants to stay and play with the kids, but he, but he doesn't have time. So um, my Nakazawa, Micah Nakazawa is there with him. They say he'll play with the kids, and all the kids start to beat him up. And that's the end of the, that that's the end of that segment. So,
1: all right. Uh, so Kenny, you're a man of honor, dude. Do, you don't hang
0: out with Nakazawa.
1: Just quick pointing that out there.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Now we go to uh, Kenny's former friends, the Young Bucks, champions up against Santana and Ortiz. Inner Circle is out there with Santana and Ortiz, but uh, not too long into the match. MJF's going to go to try to help do some cheating. The ref catches them, and the ref, uh, but ref catches them before he can go in the action. And because of that, the ref throws all of the Inner Circle out. Uh, Inner Circle equally mad at the ref, equally mad at MJF for um, getting them kicked out. So match continues uh without any outside interference and finally we do get um uh Santana and Ortiz hit a, a power bomb into uh, uh power bomb into the ringside crowd um and then we end up seeing Nick for the roll up with the one two three so quick roll up uh, victory of the Young Bucks getting the pinfall so of course retaining their titles as one would good expect. match
1: this was a good match this was a really good match I loved and enjoyed it but let me ask you guys a question about MJF real quick. This may sound crazy, but you tell me if I'm wrong, and maybe I am. Do you not think his trajectory was much better before he joined Inner Circle?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in a way, I, I think. I think what I would interpret Matt is, is yeah, when he was doing the stuff where, like, when he was with Cody, it kind of felt like, yeah, he is on this just nonstop singles rocket. He's going to be world in world champion picture sooner than later. Once he joined the Inner Circle, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to get nine months of like soap opera.
1: Well, more importantly, I mean, like he I felt like after every show, I came away going, he's the best heel in the business. Bar none. I'm sorry. He's the best heel in the business. It's a big statement. But that's what I walked away with almost every show he was on saying or thinking to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting that. I I don't get that as much with these little grab ass segments they have him being a part of at the moment. I know they've got to tell this story. I get that. But the trajectory he was on before was him in the ring by himself, putting on these presidential. What what was that one he was doing? The 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 debate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not even him for sure, but, but him in there by himself. Oh. Yeah. Giving everybody what the new, you know, a uh, year with him as the champion would be like that. Like he just felt like a main event heel act, uh, a crash course to becoming world champion sooner versus later, and again the best heel in the business by himself. Doesn't need any sizzle. He is the sizzle and the steak. So, again, when they put him in this group, I was excited because I want to see some great stuff between him and Jericho. The promos will be amazing. So maybe this is one of those deals where I need to shut up and wait till we get to Jericho versus him. Yeah. Um, and they get to that story that I'm waiting for. Um, I just don't – I just feel like he's in neutral right now.
2: Yeah, and, but this isn't a bad neutral to be in. Uh, MJF was literally a main event heel because he was going after the AW title. He was feuding with John Moxley, so he was at the top of the card. But, I mean, obviously he can't be there in a year round, so he's going to have time. some moments yeah. where he's going to take a step back. Uh, but in yeah. terms of taking a step back, it could be much worse. Um, I think it's great that he's rubbing off Chris Jericho, and that's going to lead to him getting revved up all over again. Um, but, yeah, he is a little diluted being with the inner circle, but I do fully expect him to continue on the trajectory he's on. Okay.
0: I am errors back with 2 bucks. Luther was sting in uh being the elite segment with silver. Fail.
1: Oh, yes. I didn't do that. That was a major fail. I agree. Oh, wow. I agree. Uh, it was on the one that being the uh, uh, I don't know if it was the last being the leader the one from Monday. But it was basically John Silver going around goofing around and saying that, "Oh, I found Sting." And then it turns around and it's freaking Luther. Yeah, it
0: was pretty oh, lame. Okay. Okay. It, was, it was lame. It was a fail. <laughs> All right, uh, and then after that Young Bucks match, uh, we do see Inner Circle, they come back out to start attacking the Young Bucks. So here it is. You have uh, Inner Circle attacking, and then they show us backstage. Kenny wants to go out and help, but Callis holds him off, says he has, has an idea. He whispers into Gallows and Anderson's ears. Um, you know, We see Brandon Cutler try to help. He gets slammed by uh, Hager, uh, Jericho, and MJF. Each supply a submission to each one of the Young, bro- uh, young, Bucks, bro- uh, young Bucks brothers, and then... Finally, here comes the Good Brothers, gals and Anderson commentary, noting they're in no rush; they're taking their time. Oh, we thought they were such good friends with the Bucks. So again, looking more that uh, Don Callis causing problems here, um, and that's that's kind of where we end. They clear the they they clear the ring, Good Brothers. I
1: just, so. just want to remind AEW Don Callis is not going to be able to get in the ring and wrestle. So to put all the heat on him doesn't work for me. It, where's the payoff going? He's not gonna get. It's like when they used to put Dixie on TV at TNA. I remember going, guys, she ain't gonna wrestle. Yeah. To be fair, Bubba did put her through a table eventually right. toward the end of it all. God bless her for taking that. But ultimately, I remember going, it's a wrong transference of heat here. You know, because you're right, Justin. Like that is the That is the be all take all takeaway from this is that Calus is screwing this up. He's getting between the Bucks and Kenny. I get that, and I dig it. It's, he's hilarious pulling it off, by the way, and how he does it. He's funny as hell, callus. But ultimately, where's the payoff? Eventually, you have to have a wrestling match that pays this off for us getting pissed off at Don Callis for stepping in and screwing up their relationship and not giving us the reunion we all want to see, which is the Bullet Club being together as one functioning unit, not kind of there, but kind of not, but all the way in together. And screw you, Don Callis for screwing this up for us. Okay, when do we get our revenge on Don Callis? Yeah, when do we get to see him get his ass kicked for it?
2: I could see that happening, and you're going to get into it later on tonight. But the match that they announced between John Moxley and Kenny Omega, there should be plenty of opportunities for some crazy spots involving Don Callis if they want to do it that early.
1: Where he'll take a punch bump like Cornette used to feed uh, uh, Rock and Roll Express and, and other babyface tag teams back in the day for when he managed the Midnight's. Yes, yeah. but it's still, I don't know. No, don't and know. To the- it should be Kenny gets getting the heat here. Is right. what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah you know, I always think if uh, if in 1997 and 98, if if this was if if what we're doing now was a regular thing podcasting and live reactions like this uh, widespread. I always think that when that when Vince McMahon started having a, a feud with Stone Cold and, this and that that we would have been like what like what's the pa- Vince he's an announcer he's not going to play Not it. yet.
1: And then, and then and then when you I finally yet we would have. I don't think we would have seen enough of people trying to be the next Vince McMahon. a la dixie carter jeff Jarrett, and so on and so forth all these different company owners that put themselves in the center of the story main event storyline or non-wrestling people in main event storylines as all the heat on them um vince kind of really set that off to be that's, fair. What I
0: mean. that, that's what i mean i can only imagine the because you know, for weeksly for weeks during those time periods we would have been like where are they going to get to stone cold stone cold what's Vince McMahon going to do oh he's going to take one punch and then when we finally I, mean, I never forget the first time vince walked out in the black jeans and he had like a the tank top i think it might have been for the jacked. walls and it was like the shreds. It, and, it, and so first the appearance is like oh my god he that's him out of the suit and then when he started having the matches and the way you saw that he would bump you're like oh my god like you have payoff galore matches here i by always think about that so the other
1: part of that you need to remember was it vince mcmahon was the owner of that company and we all thought we were smart marks for finally realizing that at the time i remember like yesterday and so we thought we were seeing flashes of realism in there of vince mcmahon being this really big jerk because it was a very good slow metamorphosis to vince getting to the point where he was telling steve austin that you're not who we want as our champion essentially and that's what led to Austin finally having enough and can't take no more and stunning him and the fans losing their shit over it. Like that was one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. Was when Vince took that first stunner, he took it like shit. But still, it was one of the biggest pops ever.
0: He kind of just fell to the side. He did like the seizure thing. Yeah. Terrible. September ninety-seven. I think in the garden, <laughs> if I remember right. Yeah, in the garden. Uh, all right. Um, so back, uh, we see a pre-tape. Brandy Rhodes saying how she's the only person who knows the gender of her baby She didn't even tell Cody because it'd be he has a big mouth. Then we cut to live. Here comes Cody and Brandy come out. They get to the stage and pink fireworks, pink pyro goes off. Uh, it's, it's a girl. So congratulations to them. They're gonna have a a girl. And then that trans uh, trans uh, segues in rather uh, to Cody going over to the commentary desk. He also announces that there's gonna be a face of the Revolution ladder match at Revolution where the winner will get a TNT championship title shot. Six wrestlers in the match so far. The only uh, three that are announced are Cody, Scorpio Sky, and Penta L0. So, uh oh, I guess
1: Scorpio Sky's in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one can make the argument, well, what is he doing enough to get it? Like, he did plenty. They just forgot about the poor kid for, like, months on end because, again, they have such a stacked roster. But that dude is a singles act. Uh, I'm sorry. He's a, a major singles act, a, ma- a proverbial... Right underneath that main event slot, ready to break through, in my opinion. He's been ready to break through.
2: Completely agree. Great look, great athlete, everything.
1: Oh, God, what a great look. Yes, great promos, too. His promos, yeah. he's smooth. He's funny. He knows when to be serious. Go back and watch his mat. His promo versus Jericho. Do you remember that? What face-to-face versus yes. Jericho when, when he's like, I know you don't think I'm going to beat you. Nobody thinks I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. I believed him. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah so yeah all for all those accolades just put them over this will be a this this ladder match will be a huge chance this could be um you know a big chance for him to shine and break out i'm so happy he has this
1: opportunity because mark my words he will steal part of that match you watch
0: uh so cody's out there on commentary for the next match which is ftr back from their two weeks of suspension for what they did for uh kidnapping jungle boy uh or Marcus stone excuse me um so FTR up against Matt and Mike Seidel. So uh, Matt Seidel, obviously very well-known, uh, formerly Evan Bourne in WWE, but uh, Mike Seidel, his brother, not as known, but of course, if you follow Dragon Gate or, or, or yeah. stuff in Japan, uh, as they alluded to in commentary, you've seen him before. Very athletic. Uh, ooh, this, ooh. Was, this was fun to watch the clash yeah. of styles um, between FTR, who's very old school, and then and the, the brothers. Ultimately, though, as you figure, um, FTR hits the big rig. Yeah gets the, the victory one, two, three. After the match, they uh, call Doc Sampson in the ring, and then they end up going through the Doc's doctor bag, pulling out some scissors, and are about to cut uh, uh, Mike Seidel's uh, hair until lights go out, and then lights come back up, and Jurassic Express is in the ring, and they uh, go at it with FTR. So
1: this was a great uh, mix, believe it or not. We normally call it a clash of, t- of styles, like you said, Justin, but because FTR is so damn good, you know, they, they know how to feature everybody's high spots, play to everyone's strengths, hide their weaknesses. They're very good at putting those style of matches together, I think. Um, which is crazy because the, the knock, not the knock, but they always knocked, you know, spot monkeys and, 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 and calling them spot monkeys. And all you guys care about is high spots, blah, 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 blah. But they wrestle their best when they wrestle those types of talents because they know where to put those in the matches to where they have the highest, again, my favorite word, crescendo point to build in each match to get to that high spot. And I like the Seidel's being a tag team. I think it just adds to the most stacked tag team division in all wrestling by far. Not even debatable. Um, I think they should be a tag team, the two brothers. I do. I think they should be a tag team. Granted, they're not going to be used much, right? Maybe on dark because of how many other good tag teams and, and, and talents that are on this roster. But Seidel's passed his... I don't know what the word is. Um, He's still very good in that ring, but I would not be putting him in front of other talents on that roster that are younger and still
0: are, are trying to get to their mark, if you will in this well, business well yeah all the other talents that aw has and oh by the way every other promotion they apparently have unlocked the door for to come in,
1: come in right. on their. oh shows, yeah so. by the oh by the way <laughs> forbidden
0: door. <laughs> you know, yeah the forbidden door right?
2: <laughs> um, yeah i mean i think whatever side ceiling is as a singles guy as talented as he is i think it would be much more as a tag team act um even if they are cycled out i could see them you know even competing for the tag team titles one day because they were just so impressive tonight and I know a yeah. lot of that is FTR being one of the best tag teams in the world, but these two are seasoned professionals who are great yes. high flyers. I want to see more of them. I want to see them work with top flight and the experience yes. that some of these younger tag teams. Uh, Hell yes better, But I definitely want to see more of the Seidel brothers because they definitely opened my eyes tonight. For
0: yes. sure. Jody Sean and Jenkins, $2 Canadian, loved how Mike Seidel got in and out of the ring. Yeah, every time he got tagged yeah. in, he, 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 never, he never stepped in the traditional way. No.
1: <laughs> Go back and watch who started that. I could be wrong. But I could have sworn it was always Alex Shelley that used to get in and out of the ring that way. Go back and watch. I was always impressed with that. I'm like, I would yeah. totally fall. I would <laughs> mess this
0: <laughs> right. It's not. It's 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 not even a spot with anybody else. We got to worry about them not hitting their mark. This is you just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to get in the ring tripping, yeah. Yeah, right? The risk you put yourself at. Uh, all right, so we get a rundown of matches for next week. Uh, we get the reminder that at Revolution, the AEW Women's World Champion, Hikaru Oshida she will face the winner of the uh, tournament. Um, we get a backstage of John Moxley cutting a promo in response to Eddie Kingston and just, you know, again, just furthering the fact that he and Kingston just still have not settled their issues uh, and that he's still coming for. Uh, he's going to take on Kenta on February 26th in the New Japan Sanctioned match, and then he's coming for Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship. Show Dory Funk Jr. He's in the crowd. Uh, so this is that's kind of a you know, Dory Funk Jr. A, a legend in the crowd. He's covered. He's he's got AEW mask, AEW jacket and stuff. You know, this is a guy who's got long roots with WWE in terms of training, talent, and such. So uh-huh. That's kind of interesting that you see him in AEW. But yeah, you know, just there as a guest, obviously. But uh, all right, main event time. Uh, we got uh, Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade, along with the Bunny, of course. And then out, they all come in in, in their own separate interests, but they all come from the crowd. Uh, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake, Ray Phoenix, and then John Moxley. This one starts out as just chaos for the first few minutes. All, all, all six just fighting everywhere. All kinds of nonsense. They eventually settle in, get into their tag corners um uh, ray phoenix just good god ray phoenix just the stuff he was doing i was actually watching yeah. jake roberts's face his, and i could tell this is jake roberts shoot just making faces watching just like in all of like what phoenix was doing the offense that he was uh putting into this uh finally though uh they they build to Moxie and kingston both wanting to be tagged in locking eyes camera work was very good got to give it out to the production truck they were capturing all this really well they get in they start going crazy hey, kingston hits a spinning back fist. Um, on Moxley that looked pretty brutal. Uh, then we get a, a paradigm shift from Moxley. He gets the victory, one, two, three. Post-match, Moxley's celebrating, and then all of a sudden, here comes the Good Brothers. They attack him. They're holding him down. Here comes Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega gets on the on the mic, and is in Moxley's face, and he says, you know, I, be, I can beat you in a wrestling match, and then you want to prove more. You're a better wrestler, blah, 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 blah. Basically says, so it looks like in order for us to finish this, I got to name the type of match to put you in the ground. And he challenges them that rat revolution for the AEW World Title. That it is going to be a exploding barbed wire death match. Wow. Off the air we go
1: between Kenny
0: and Moxley and Mox. Yeah. Um, exploding hmm. barbed wire death match. <sighs>
1: okay, just can I just can I just cover the match and not have to talk about that future match <laughs> real quick? because it's a whole show of itself um this match was freaking awesome i loved it i loved everything in there i love ray phoenix he continues to freaking shine um god he's so good i can watch him over and over and over he never gets boring he never gets old to me it's never oh once you've seen it you've seen it all no you haven't seen it all he, he's so damn good um but again, um, the finish of this was good. Everything made sense. This is what it was. This Everything that happened should have been exactly the way it was laid out tonight. Um, great way to end the show as well. I mean, they went home selling this new match, so they did their job. Um, the question is, are you, do you guys like these kinds of matches? I don't. But am I intrigued? Yes, I am intrigued. Will I watch it? Of course I'll watch. I'll watch anything with AEW on it, but I don't know. Why are we going to that? These people can wait wearing gang girl
0: shirt. Wearing gang girl shirt. Just noting gang uh, K Omega style. Just put it out there. That's very cool. Yeah. And an
2: interesting pair of boots too. These bright burgundy cowboy boots. Okay. But that isn't that superstar type shit. Come on. Yeah. I like how, I mean, I don't like how he dresses, but I like how he goes that extra mile to piss you off by how he dresses. That's part of his, his thing in this act is that he's just like one of the most uniquely dressed world champions in history
1: he he's still trying. He's still trying to figure out who he is. There's no question on that. Um, I I like him in his suits. I like him dressed up like a a big time superstar, Um, a jerky, you know, jerky, rich throwing it in our face, how rich he is now because he's the champion. Right. Um, I like all of that. Um, So I dug the boots tonight. I I don't like when it comes out there. I am one of those that get on him a little bit about wearing, you know, gym clothes in the middle of, the show and stuff, it's like you're the champion, act like it, right? But he's been doing that, so I got to give him his props. He's definitely been dressing like a star, I thought. Um, but I don't know, I'm talking too much. What about you, Alfred?
2: No, I'm just to echo what you guys said about Ray Phoenix. That's what stood out to me in this match It's just his ability to just single handedly take over a match as like I'm the best performer in this ring, I don't care who's in here, and this is the second week he's done that in a row. And this is, like, the third time in short order because that Kenny Omega match he had was phenomenal. And I, I just want to see more of Ray Phoenix. Like, I know they're building toward Kenny Omega and John Moxley, but they should figure Phoenix into these plans because I'd be here for, for another Kenny Omega-Ray Phoenix match. The uh, oh. match that they had last time was one of my favorite matches I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I mean, I can't remember <laughs> the last time I watched, I rewatched the match so many times. So I just love Ray so. Phoenix here, and they shouldn't forget about this guy because they I often would, do.
1: They always do. I would I, I pay so much to see... Kenny, okay, I, they I, before this, I don't want to sound like too much like a mark here if I'm wrong on this, so I gotta ask you guys this. They're really brothers in real life, right? Penta and yeah, Ray. okay, they, that's a real thing, obviously. Okay, good. So, number one, holy crap, the genetics in that family is insane! <laughs> holy crap, uh, I'd like to see it three way with Kenny <laughs> Penta, and him. Oh my yeah.
0: god, I, I, I wouldn't put it past uh put Phoenix in that ladder match. Let him be in that ladder match with his brother and, and Scorpio yeah. sky, and Cody Rhodes. Um, oh my God. Yeah, oh still, my God. There's still three participants to be named. So, um, yeah, Oh my yeah. God, the crap they can do with that. Oh my goodness. Um, so real quick, just another, uh, super chats are yeah. trying to be super touch trying to be funny. So I'm going to let them have their, you know, Jody didn't right. sign until I do a whole episode on that shirt, the, <laughs> the puffy shirt, the puffy shirt. Um, so look, to the match, to 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 the match, gonna like, have a revolution, and then we'll, and then we'll, that'll cap this AEW talk for the night. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued. I absolutely am intrigued. I, I'm car crash intrigued. But then, yes. the, but then there's the other part. I mean, that, which I think that's all you can be for that match. That's, I mean, what else, you know, Oh, so the psychology of the exploding bar match is gonna be, real, you know, no, it's a car <laughs> crash. But I will say this, and this might make me sound like, um, I don't know what it's gonna make me sound like. I'll let people decide for themselves. We fuddy hey, daddy. Yeah, so we've seen in the past, and unfortunately, a lot of them have involved Matt Hardy. We've seen in the past where there's been questionable safety protocols or plans, and uh, how you deal with things that go wrong because it's not ballet. In the words of Jr., things do go wrong. Exploding bar bar match, obviously there's risk there. There's there's whatever. I there's a part of me that's kind of like you know AEW has been a little. Eh, there's been questionable times where like man, this guy's gonna kill themselves if they keep if they keep doing these kind of stunts or keep working at this kind of pace. So I will admit that as intrigued as I am for the car crash as i a part of me is like i hope they got their shit covered and their bases covered
1: how does that work are you saying that or are they saying rather that because you don't hit the ropes in a barbed wire match obviously you use that as a weapon and like you work your opponent towards it and you tease getting your opponent close to that barbed wire the whole match should be teased around getting your opponent jammed up in that or hemmed up in that barbed wire right that's how it should work um. So my question is, how would it explode? Like there, it can't.
0: The the ropes the the and I'm not a deathmatch expert. Again, the fans will jump in. For yeah. from the best I can remember of, uh, it, it, I remember seeing like the old like the cactus Jack and cactus yeah. The, yeah. There Fox. would there would be like explosive that they would they would slam and do bumps like pyro mat like, yeah, like hit pyro. A pyro kind of like exactly. what they
2: do with the inferno matches. Every time somebody takes a bump, the fire yeah. goes up in the air. I don't think they do that for every bump in an exploding death match, but they do it for a lot of them. Was where the but the pie, but off.
0: like the pot, the explosive looks like it's going off on the the, the person yes. themselves. Yes. So yes. then, how?
1: Okay. So so so, but like in the Inferno match, that didn't hit Taker or under or Kane. Like he, like you said, he body slammed the middle of the ring, and then the peripheral, the ring fire yeah. went up. Right. Yeah. They weren't. They were in the middle of the ring. We know it didn't hit them. So, like for for this, I'm wondering. Does it explode as soon as somebody touches the barbed wire ropes?
0: No, the ropes, the ropes are separate. The ropes are barbed wire. It's it, it's almost like right. there's there's explosive things in the ring and they slam yeah. on those explosive things and that explosiveness is going to explode on them. That's the gimmick. Like
2: pirates. Yeah, yeah. Pirates.
0: yeah. I mean, is at least that's what I always remember. I, mean, I don't know if it's evolved and if I'm not caught up on my deathmatch evolution technology, but that's it's be like, proud of it. Be proud yeah, of not knowing that. But it's like they sl- it's, 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 it's blunt terms, Matt. It the the perception is you're slamming somebody onto a bomb, onto a, a low grade bomb. That's what it's yeah,
2: like C four, yeah, yeah, exactly. So
0: again, I'm sure some Deathmatch Encyclopedia fan out there is going to ram me up and down how <laughs> I
2: CCW guy. I,
0: yeah, that I the, yeah that I've missed the, the 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 evolution and the and the the newsletter of how we're doing our death matches in 2021 i'm
2: sorry in the chat let us know uh what we messed up there
0: (laughs) i love necro butcher oh yeah i grew up with
2: that guy
1: opposite of like i used to watch him wrestle i used to watch it on tape and go i've been a couple autograph sessions like that he was there and i just marked out huge and like sat next to him asking him question after question like a little kid, just because I was a huge fan of his. I he was like one of the first ones I watched of my age group that was doing that stuff. And I was with WWE at the time. And I was so blown away by that stuff that he was doing. Granted, I knew it was garbage wrestling, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but still, there's a part of me going, I wouldn't do that. I'm not yeah, crazy and sick it. enough
0: what? to do that.
1: God bless him, because I I can't.
0: Whenever somebody says uh, they love Necrobutcher, I always think. And I, we were talking about the movie The Wrestler this morning because Paulie Short posted that 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 thing on social about it. Um, I think in the movie The Wrestler, when he's talking to Mickey Rourke and they're having their pre-match talk, he's like, he's like, uh, sir, he's like, I don't look good, but I feel good. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I try not to do any crisscrosses, but uh, you know, we can do the staple gun and Mickey Rourke like this. Thing. I just, it's a great. I just love that conversation if, if, if you never watched the wrestler, yeah, watch the rest of it go
1: that's an awful awesome movie insanely intelligent very well read
0: too i don't look good but i feel good <laughs> here's <laughs> fh with some uh super chat money sent a chat but heal the bar missed it wanted to say thanks matt for responding on ig to all three guys for for the reviews makes lockdown work 10 times easier thank you i'm glad to... oh, no worries brother and do we have any more Super Chats, I don't think so. All right, so that was AEW Dynamite. So uh, Shaq having baby girls, exploding barbar death matches. It's all there for you. All right, final thoughts on the AEW. I thought you said Shaq is having baby girls. Back.
2: Yeah, that's what I um, thought you said, but then you're Shaq, comma, yeah. having baby girls, Shaq, comma. Yeah. The baby um, girls having a death match. I was going to say Shaq's I, having kids too. Who thought?
1: I liked it. It was a good show. Great show.
2: Love yeah, it. had a lot of really good stuff on this uh, that uh, you know really stood out. But uh, that all, tag all match,
1: good show. that tag match was insane. Yeah,
2: I love the women's match. I thought that was right, one of the best things on the, the show.
1: Women's match was friggin' through the roof. Um, the last main event match through the roof was friggin' awesome. Um, and what was the beginning of the show that we really dug? Um, oh, the and Hangman man. and Matt Hardy. Yeah, that Me was. Too. I mean, all the matches were very good. Every match on here actually.
0: Yeah, and you're starting to be able to tell. You, you're starting to be able to tell when they have a women's match and it's a women's match. They 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 feel confident. They're putting it at the at the like the 8:30 mark. Yeah. Right. If it's a match that they kind of think, and eh, we're not sure, they put they bury it just before they're going to go into the main event. So when they put that match, that match to all the points we said earlier, uh, pleasantly surprised me. Was one of the best. Um, 9.99 NXT. super chat. On, yeah, supposedly Kyle O'Reilly suffered a legit seizure no. NXT on the air. No, I hadn't heard that. That's too wow. Um, all right. What, we'll, did we'll, I,
2: what, what did I miss after?
1: What did I miss on NXT? I don't remember.
0: Well, it was,
2: it's after it went off the air, so we didn't see it. I guess it was How well, did the, it end?
0: the ending stunt was Cole did that suplex to him on the steps, and then Cole stands tall. And, and, oh, and, yeah. uh, and O'Reilly was selling, I thought, on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I do remember Let's a bunch see, of refs coming around him, but I just figured it was selling.
2: There were a lot of refs out there, but I didn't think uh, anything of it because there was a lot of brawling.
0: All right. Well, let's go to NXT. I'll try to do some digging here.
2: Please. speak of Kyle O'Reilly, he did start the show. He comes out. And he's pissed off. He says he keeps replaying the moment in his head when Adam Cole turned on him at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. He's shocked. Uh, it was supposed to be special, but you ruined it. Uh, Roddy Roderick Strong comes out, tries to kind of vouch for Adam Cole. But Kyle O'Reilly says, I don't need hear, hear that shit from you. And they bleeped it out. Uh, Finn Balor comes out. He says, get in line because he wants some of Adam Cole. And that brings out Lorcan, Birch and Dunn. They attack Finn Balor, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly setting up tonight's main event.
1: Okay, really quick. Why do those two have anything to do with this?
2: Who's those? Uh, Lorcan and Birch? Yes. Yeah, that's. The, I guess they're just for now. They're the opposition until they decide what next major step to take with the Undisputed Era because of that i I loved everything about
1: this i want to see o'reilly shine i want to see him step apart and set himself apart you know the dude is trying he's been trying for years he's worked his ass off to get to this point in his career um i really want to see him break away i do um because his wrestling is very different too by the way i like the way he wrestles i like how he puts in his submission style he puts some mma in there it all looks very legit to me I like the way he wrestles. I just again, I was like the way Matt Riddle wrestles. But you got to have that character with it for me to really be all the way in. So I like where he was going with this. I saw the real fire in him tonight. I loved that uh, uh, being or he being O'Reilly. I just it was a fart in church at the end with with with, with in my opinion with Lorcan and the homeboy coming out there.
0: Yeah, like, I, I like the. Yeah, I like the fire that Kyle showed. Like I believed him. And I like that there was it was just like I don't I Roddy, don't come in here i 'cause I'm I'm gonna hit you. I don't trust you. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't built up, you know, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It felt very real. Like there was a person who was questioning the trust and pissed off at, at his boy who just super kicked him a few nights ago. I like the fire from Kyle, but I do agree as this as the segment went on and the whole thing. I was like And by
1: hey. the way, what could Roddy have really said? Like Roddy, what were you gonna yeah. get in there and say? Yeah. No, he's still our friend. No, 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 no. He kicked me in my teeth. Game over. We're not friends no more.
0: Yeah. Uh, so to the room, I, I just looked. By the way, so Robert uh, Sathoff, five dollars says there's, there's pictures floating around of a being taken out on a stretcher. Hope it's just a storyline and someone spreading a fake rumor. I I just looked. I did a quick Kyle O'Reilly search in Twitter. I've seen a lot of people that are also time hearing- out. Are
1: we saying? Are we, hang on. Are we saying? they're saying after tonight's show, this happened.
0: Yes. Yes. They're saying My that
1: apologies. I thought yeah. you said after the pay per view. I'm so sorry.
0: No, no. So uh, I, but I haven't seen any, I, I'm just seeing people somewhere. Uh, this, this has started. I haven't seen these pictures, but somewhere it started. Hopefully it is just a bad rumor, but um, the only thing I will say, he, and we'll get to it in a minute. If he, it
1: is. If it's true, let's say, get it this out of the way. Obviously, every one of you guys say a prayer for him. Sincerely. And, and, and if we're wrong, great. I'd love to be wrong. Let's hope we're wrong. Yeah, but until then, say a say a prayer from that. That that's a seizureism. Oh. very scary. Oh, uh.
0: And again, if, and if and for anybody who's listening to this on Thursday tomorrow, and like <sighs> we might be this, again, this is just a rumor. So this might be we might and, and twelve hours from now we might know this is just one big fake hoax that somebody started a bad. Rumor, so
1: fine. Hope so. Well, until then, giving,
0: guys, yeah. say a prayer if that's the case, please. Yeah. Takes two well, seconds. Then.
2: So we're told that Santos versus Carrion Cross will not be taking place tonight. This is the second time they've done this with Santos Escobar. Santos just films his promo from his car saying he's not going to do the match. And but yeah. we're going to get it next week. And if Santos Escobar does not participate next week, then he'll be stripped of the title. I see you shaking your head, yeah. Justin. Uh, yeah, we'll, well go I, to you, Matt. No, no,
1: no. I don't hear Justin. Justin, what? what's up?
0: Well, yeah. Going into this night, this like this was this was what I was most looking forward to with NXT. Right? And Me too. To, and, and then to just do this. I, I thought this was just a major detriment to their show because I was like, "Well, you just took away the whole main event reason why I'm watching."
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is so, really so, the
2: only thing that was advertised on this show because they just had the pay per view, so, and this is reason? all we were advertising What's the
1: real? What's the real reason, though?
0: The only thing I can figure is that the is that what they ended with at the pay per view with the whole undisputed era breakup. The only thing I can figure is that that. Whenever they decided upon that, they're like, "All right, well now this has to take precedent for this follow-up show," and so we'll just push Santos and Cross back. I don't know that for sure, but that's the only thing I can figure. The why they would do that? Why would you? You know, I, I don't know. Because originally Cross and Escobar yeah. was going to be something that was going to happen at Vengeance mm-hmm. Pay Per View. Then they said, "Okay, no, we're going to push it to Wednesday," so that way we can let that be a, a shining point for Wednesday, and then they bump it again. Yeah. I, that's all i can figure is that they like all right we need to follow up on the Cole stuff and the Kyle I'll, stuff. I'll,
1: I'll be honest i think it's way too early for i'm excited as hell to watch it i love both talents love both i just think it's too early i don't want uh escobar to be losing no matches yet yeah and and, and sorry Crosser is hell ain't losing so like not yet not yet i know i sound like yeah, yeah, beggars can't be choosers here, right? Begging for these great matches from NXT, and they're trying to give it to me, and, and I'm complaining about it. But I just don't want to see Escobar have to lose yet. I, I just, yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it's time yet for him.
2: A part of me, was a little relieved because I thought that meant they were going to kind of cancel the match altogether. Even though it's kind of bad practice to advertise something like that and cancel it. it. Is. But the fact that they're still going through with this match, it's just I really don't want to see Escobar losing like that.
1: I know, man.
0: I don't want to see either lose. That's why I don't want them in this predicament. Yeah. I mean, Cross ain't losing. I mean, again, I got, no. I think I said this last time. I got, yeah. I got Cross working at Mania for the NXT title. I think that's yeah. him. So, I, that Cross, ain't, Cross ain't losing. <laughs> no.
2: So uh, we go to Shotzi, uh, Blackheart, and Ember Moon taking on Candice LeRae and Indy Harwell in a rematch. So uh, Johnny Gargano's on commentary for this one. They've got uh, missing Sign for Austin Theory. So that's essentially kind of overarching this match. Really funny. Uh, they're working over Ember Moon for a really long time. Uh, and then a white van pulls up. Uh, to where eventually Gargano leaves the commentary to go check on the van. Um, Hartwell and Luray are looking to put away Moon with the double-team move, but Gargano comes out with Austin Theory after they show him snooping around the van. So he's got Austin Theory, takes the hood off, he's in his underwear, and then uh, Ember Moon rolls up Indy Hartwell because of the distraction. But the <laughs> way he just kind of celebrates that they found Austin Theory, they don't really care that they've lost. They all yeah. kind of go over there and huddle around Austin Theory, and so that's the the shining light is that the way has found austin theory we don't see dexter loomis not that i saw maybe he was in the background somewhere um but what did you think about this matt really quick dumb question but do we have proof that it
1: that gargano didn't do this somehow
0: well we saw when they walked to the ring on sunday before vengeance when the way when all four of them walked to the ring and they showed the replay again tonight loomis comes out of the shadows real quick and like puts like a rag over yeah so i mean you know,
1: so. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Um, I, I thought it'd be funnier, actually, if J- Johnny did this just to set up to be a distraction. But, anyways, um, anything Johnny touches right now has been gold. Uh, this was no different, especially him on commentary. Like, yeah. I was pissed he left commentary because for me, he was killing it on commentary tonight.
2: Love he was him. very funny he was arguing with beth phoenix talking about how there's a conspiracy <laughs> against them yeah, and how they, he, there was an injustice yes. last week and he goes this is the biggest screw job i've ever seen
0: <laughs> he he reminds me i i think i might <laughs> use this i might use this example last week so he, gargano with his comedy and his timing and the way and, and, and his racing trying to come up with an excuse he reminds me of like ben stiller and like yes. when, when ben stiller's in his comedy he yes. was trying to like yes. come up with his of that's why perfect. he's doing things it, that's that's the cadence i get which is not a bad thing by the way
2: it's like the stream of conscious yeah. kind of bumbling but like really mad and flustered he's very good at doing that.
0: Yeah. Uh real yeah, quick very Steve very... Stephen Marcacilli, 499 does cross go to the main roster without winning the NC title belt back uh give him the Goldberg streak would Brock work with him? Uh, yes. I mean, yeah yeah, I think Brock would work with him. Yes, I
1: do think he would if 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 you're asking like if they uh but that's 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 not the nor yeah. right there. Um the bigger question is does he go to the main roster without winning an NC title? I can see that. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. but I could see him. I mean, he's clearly on a path to winning it and WrestleMania's around the corner to Justin's point. So I could see him winning it, you know, this year and being at and a, he could be on the main roster maybe later this summer. I, I don't I don't think that would be too long at all.
0: Yeah, and and, and if if Vince has not watched hey, Cross man. live, once Vince sees Cross at WrestleMania, <laughs> I think Vince will Game over. Yeah. It might
2: be like one of those things with Laser where they're just trying to keep Cross away from Vince so he doesn't see him, but as soon as he does, he's like, All right, I want him yesterday. <laughs>
0: God damn, pal! Sign him up.
2: <laughs> so we've got uh backstage Kushida. Oh no, we get a Pat McAfee promo, which is really funny. He's just kind of gloating Little. that he was right all along about Adam Cole. I love when heels do this whenever a babyface turns. He says, "Use the hashtag yes. Pat was right yes. to send him the apologies because yes. he was talking about Adam Cole the whole time." So I, just classic, like Bobby Heenan talking yes, about Hogan. Awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Thank you, ever you, you and I. I Total was
2: Piper. Yeah. It,
0: I, I love it. We, well, or even I love it when 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 Hogan when Hogan joins the NWO and Hayden's, I've told you all for years he was no good.
1: You know? <laughs> Who's Yo, yes. On? Yes. You yeah. know. <laughs> so this is great i told you humanoids for the last 20 years
2: <laughs> fans, you know? are,
0: fans are throwing <laughs> trash on me gene and hogan and heen it's just like i told you so. celebrating yeah
2: Dang, <laughs> i love <Yes>. that <laughs> that's kind of what i thought about that when Paxi was talking Maxi's great so maybe we'll get more of him later um we get a backstage segment with bronson reed congratulating Kushida for a good effort and then he kind of says that he'll see him down the road and then malcolm Bivin shows up and, you know, teases that he's got a perfect opponent for Kushida. Of course, that's going to end up being Tyler Russ. Uh, then we get into Leon Ruff versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is going the way I think it would early. Scott's dominating. But Leon Ruff makes his comeback. He gets cut up. But then he hits a crucifix roll-up, and Leon Ruff beats uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, he laughs it off at first, Isaiah, and then he attacks Leon Ruff. So his heel turn is pretty much cemented. It is. I loved
1: this matchup on paper. I I, I did. Um, I don't know how I feel about him being heel but, it, but just remember this because obviously swerves ultimately his big money is as a baby face one day there's yeah. no question obviously and I, I don't know if I told you this Alfred, but on some of the other podcasts I've done with with Justin or Glenn or Raj I always point out it's easier when you're younger to be a heel in your career than it is to be a babyface. it just it just is and I'm hoping he'll pick up different mannerisms different uh, fleshes and different layers of a character, even things that may, he normally wouldn't be able to do as a baby face, but as a heel, you have the freedom to do it. And because you have the freedom to try new things, you automatically as a performer, get more confident, more comfortable trying new things. And once you're there, it is smooth sailing. You're throwing all these different things out there on, uh, house shows and things of that nature that they're not doing now, but trying new things out and you become a much better, well-rounded talent for it. So when the big money's in him as a baby face, he's going to be so ready for it. It's not even going to be funny. It's good to be a heel first because then, that, believe it or not, helps you learn how to sell properly when it's your turn to be the baby face, taking the heat in the match on not dying during the heat part of the match when you're supposed to be, you know, fighting from underneath a little bit there and how to cut yourself back off. Even the timing of it all is really important to get that chance as a heel to control the match, to call the match, to pace the match, to time the match. All the responsibility is always generally on a heel. Today, it's a little bit different, but they still teach it that way, at least. hmm
0: yeah all good points uh, i mean i've i've been a fan i like first of all i like both of these guys i love what i love rough kind of having yeah. a one two the one two three kid emergence right um and I, I i've been a fan of scott years prior to his WWE work I had to work with him briefly yes. i like he, yeah, his his, his move set his offense his baby face all the way but, Lord, I, yeah. but I also think that that's kind of a crowded market right now in nxt so i like the fact that they're yeah a lot to what matt said they're gonna kind of force him to to maybe even step out of a comfort zone but i You know, his his the way he looked at the camera, the way he was kinda taunting after his actions, I kinda I bought I was like, All right, yeah, you look in you you look like a, a heel badass. I can see it. And so I'm I'm here for it. You know? Guess
1: what? That's going to pay dividends when, because he doesn't have that gear as a babyface right now, that a babyface with fire needs every once in a while. We want to see a little bit of that cocky badass in our babyfaces nowadays. So it's going to pay dividends to him in the future. I still think he's got major money in him as a babyface. He
2: really does he's got great facials? To your point, Justin, uh, and I, I know he's got so a great cool. podcast too, Swerve City, and he shows a lot of personality on that podcast. So there isn't a huh. doubt that it's in there. So hopefully he can manifest that into a heel character. Um, but I really, you know, I'm excited to see as long as they invest in him because they seem to be very right. start and stop with yeah. uh, Swerve Scott. Yes, yeah, yes, they
0: have. You're right. And after you're right, his podcast is is, is fun. He does his podcast with uh, one of the guys. He does it with Montezzi, yeah, who I've spoke about on the show before. Montezzi did my theme music. He does, um. He does Big Swole's theme music. He does, I think he does Sammy Guevara's scene theme music. Uh, and there's a cast of other characters that so they're all really entertaining. And it's actually it's a fun podcast that they do. It kind of you get to see a lot of personality out of Swerve. Yeah, so uh, you can check that out. It's actually on the WWE Network now, I believe. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, super chat, real quick. Nathaniel Cook 499 says Cross and LA Knight program will be money. Knight's Mike skills versus Cross's intensity. Yeah,
1: that's oh God, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, dude. There's no way LA Knight is not bringing up. The misses during a promo there's no oh. way around it. he's yeah. such a scumbag that's what he thought that's what he is like it'll be it, it's money that that feud would be money
2: so we get uh casey catanzaro and uh caden carter versus Aliyah and jess kamea a uh, bit of a rough match couple of bot spots uh but then uh boas shows up he's kind of standing there um and then the finish comes when uh catanzaro and caden carter they hit like a neckbreaker, top rope splash combo for the win Casey goes to confront Zaya Lee, uh, but Zaya puts like a dark mark on her hand. She says, "Next week, I will purge you." So it looks like we're getting Zaya Lee versus Casey Catanzaro next week. Cool, me. I dig that. That'd yeah. be good.
0: I love That'd the be- Zaya. I love the Ziya Lee stuff. You know, we didn't see the Tian Shan or whoever the thousand-year-old figure is, but yeah, I'm all for the Zaya Lee stuff. I-, I love this backstory.
2: Yeah, and Casey could bump like hell for Zaya if they decide to do something creative enough next week, make her look like an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we get this trophy presentation. MSK comes out. Uh, they're really excited. Uh, they hug Beth and they challenge Orny Lurkin and Danny Birch. It's very humble stuff. Uh, then Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai come out. You deserve it, chance. Uh, they're talking about how happy they are to win this until they're interrupted by ba- Baszler and Nia Jax. So Dakota Kai, because she knows them, she introduces Raquel. And she calls Shayna the woman who ran away after Rhea Ripley beat her. And then Raquel Gonzalez says, is that the same Rhea Ripley I beat at New Year's Evil? MSK and Beth Phoenix are in the corner eating popcorn. <laughs> uh, Nia Jax does this Dusty impression of saying that Dusty used to call her one big, beautiful, badass bitch. Uh, Raquel said, Dusty never met me. And uh, after this, they're just kind of going back and forth. Really good stuff here. And after the music starts playing, of course, they have to get this in. Raquel says, I'm going to shove that boot so far up your hole. They'll never get it back. Uh, listen, I really love this, and I thought that it was really good that they didn't go over your head. They didn't beat you over the head with the whole stuff. They saved it until the end, but they actually did a good job of making me want to see not only a tag team match with the tag team titles, but also Raquel Gonzalez versus Shayna. Versus Raquel Naya. Gonzalez versus Nia. I think it would be Naya. incredible business.
1: I want Nia versus Raquel so bad because Raquel would whip her. She would put it on her. Did you see how big – like, Nia Jax is big. Very. But I'm sorry, Raquel still look freaking like a towering inferno out there, man. I, I, I'm her biggest fan. I, I think I've decided.
0: I've, yeah, I I've, I've decided this. Yeah, I liked a lot of Wolves here. It was funny. MSK and Beth sitting there doing the, you know, because that's yes. one of the most that's one of the most famous uh, gifts out on social media is is the new day shoveling the yeah. popcorn in. So I like them kind of like recreating it. Uh, I, I I like I liked all the words. I liked. Raquel saying, you know, well, Dustin never met me. The, all the deliveries felt a little under. Like I felt like nobody, like I don't know. They all felt a little flat. But I like what was trying to be said here. I am kind of curious. Do I want to see a Raquel and Dakota babyface team? Because that's what we're gonna get out of this. Is they're gonna be the babyface on the side? Um, whereas they had been like the strong, dominant heels. Uh, but but I'll see what I'll, I'm, I'm open for. It. The match is in two weeks. I'm open for it. I'll see how it, see how it goes."
2: Yeah, they, I mean, Raquel and Dakota were definitely positioned as the babyfaces in this match,
0: or, you know, in this
2: confrontation, and, you know, that wouldn't fit. We get the Cameron Grimes music video again, which was very funny. They showed it at the pay-per-view with all the money that he's got. Love this angle. Uh, Kiss Migrets. Kiss my, grits. Yeah, my grits. moon. <laughs> I hope that's his new theme music. I mean, they should just <laughs> run all the way with this. Absolutely. We've got Kushida versus Tyler Rust, which, well, very good submission wrestling match. They're going back and forth uh Kushida's really working over Tyler Rust's left arm the finish comes where Kushida sinks in the hoverboard lock and then Malcolm Bivens jumps up on the apron and he calls for the bell to protect his investment so yes Tyler Russ took a little another loss but uh they did it to where Tyler Russ did not tap out he's protecting his investment
0: yeah yeah this is a good story this match is really well done this is a great follow-up for Kushida coming off the Gargana match uh on Sunday um the I I like what they were trying to do in the finish with Bivens protecting him, but even if you go back and watch it, it, it didn't. Whether either commentary missed a mark or like it, it didn't come, it just didn't come off correctly. I know that, and Barrett tried to cover it after, and he was trying to say, "Well, it's obvious, Vic. It's obvious what Bivens was doing. He was trying to protect it, but it, it just, it. I don't know." timing it something very awkward. Yeah. yeah it yeah. didn't that that didn't completely resonate but you know that's it got too.
2: quiet and then Kushido looked kind of confused and the referee kind of had to be like no man you won and Yeah, so, yeah right. it didn't. It wasn't really good how they did this
0: yeah this
1: and i told you Kushido finally made a, a, a fan out of me at this after this pay-per-view i loved his performance um and this was good for him it's a good win he needed to get a win so this this served his purpose it wasn't smooth uh, you know, with all the other elements in it. But you got another W. That's what's important here. Bravely face staying strong.
0: Uh, Jody Sean Jenkins. NXT just doesn't do it for me. Justin, am I way off in saying Gargano and Baylor, maybe NXT forever? Uh, Eli and Cross are the only thing keeping me. Every, 100%. I'll
1: answer yeah. that for you. Yeah. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, oh, I, mean, I, I mean, I've said this before. Gargano, there's been many times where he was supposed to do different things that would have put him somewhere no. else besides no. NXT and they and he's remained no. in NXT. now uh, he, he needs to stay there. He
1: helps the show. He's entertaining as hell, but it will not work on Raw and SmackDown. It just it just wouldn't. They would I, screw it up.
0: I, I know man, I tend to agree with you. The only thing I think that comes into play, uh we've been hearing a lot of talks about this and the and the treatments and the payments is that at some point, you know, if you're Johnny Gargano, you know, he's a prideful guy. He loves his work, but at some point you go you know, I'd like to be making that money if I was over there yeah. versus we, this money.
1: We don't know what kind of pri- what kind of deal some of them have. You know what I mean? How do we know that? They're not doing house shows. Th- mm-hmm. To be clear, the money you make in WWE, you make a downside guarantee, which means if you don't wrestle one match, you make X amount of dollars per year, right? The money is in making the house shows and the merch and the pay-per-views. At least it used to be. Now, the network, that throws everything off with pay-per-views. Yeah. But the house show part was still a very big component of that. You wanted to be what was called a, on a booking contract at the time. When you were signed to devel- developmental and you got called up to the main roster, you'd be signed to what was called a booking contract. And you make your downside guarantee no matter what, but the house show money is what you really wanted to go after the most. And so because there's no house shows, Johnny ain't losing out on that. Right.
2: We get the, an L.A. Night promo from his host. He says he might already be the greatest NXT superstar of all time, and NXT will belong to him.
1: Uh, I agree. I concur.
2: (laughs) LA Knight, uh, for those of you who don't know, the former Eli Drake, who signed with NXT, was a big story coming out of the pay-per-view. Then we get Zoe Stark's debut, the former Lacey Ryans. This is kind of exciting. She faced Valentina Faroz. It was kind of judo-style early, but then uh, Zoe was throwing her around, hit a half-Nelson suplex. Faroz kind of landed on the back of her neck here. But then she did like a modified GTS finisher, so they clearly have something planned for Zoe Stark. Uh, they really showcased her tonight. This was good. Um, but really quick, where do I know her from? Uh, it's Lacey Ryan. If you're, she's an indie wrestler, she's been in Shimmer. She's wrestled long over uh, a yeah, wrestling circuit she had, she, I, I, for years she had, now.
0: She had a few. She had a few Impact appearances too. I
2: yeah, think. she used to be an Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, then a Scarlett. Her, her, her knee.
0: Her knee strikes look brutal. Yeah. By the yeah,
2: way. yeah. They do. Um, uh, Scarlett and Karrion Cross, we get a backstage problem with them. It's a vignette where it's just saying, uh, they're warning, uh, Santos Escobar. So he has two options. You either show up and step in the ring with me or option B, you don't show up and I find you anyways. Then it's main event time, Pete Dunne, Oni and Danny Burch versus Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor and Strong. All these guys worked hard, uh, really broke down toward the end where they're all brawling on the outside. It leaves, uh, Finn Balor and Pete Dunne in the ring when the dust clears. Uh, that brings out Adam Cole. He hits a bro kick on the outside to Kyle O'Reilly, and then a suplex in the steel steps that we were talking about early. Uh, Finn Balor accidentally hits a Pele kick to Roderick Strong, and when he goes to check on him, Dunn capitalizes with a bitter end, and so Dunn pins the NXT champion Finn Balor. So that storyline looks like it's going to stay alive.
1: Justin, go ahead. Here we you go take- off the air.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, you know they. Again, I keep looking at. it. I expect NXT to be involved with Mania in some capacity, uh, but we still have a ways to go till Mania. So, you know, I guess yeah, keeping it going. Um, I, I, Adam Cole is a heel. It's here's the here's the best compliment I can give Adam Cole. When you say Adam Cole is going to be my featured heel, I go, good. He can be a piece of shit prick. Adam yes. Cole is going to be my featured babyface. Good. He can be a charismatic. I want to be him. my my, my wife wants to, to to get to know him. Like. He he has that ability. He has shown it character wise and 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 in ring wise. So um, I'm here for whatever they want to do right now. I will say this: based upon him holding the title up, that's how they go home. That's how they go yeah. off the air. He's already had his run with that. Uh, I I don't see him as a Gargano as like an NXT lifer. Uh, I do think they're going to milk whatever out of you know Gargano or uh Gargano. They're going to milk whatever out of Cole going after this world title and the Undisputed Era split, I do think he is prime for the post-mania okay, who's the newbie going to Raw and SmackDown? I think he's getting set for that.
1: I agree. I I totally agree with that. Very, very good uh, guesstimation (laughs) (laughs) and prediction, Um, but he doesn't need to be around the world title right now. There's no reason for it. He doesn't need it and it... (sighs) I don't know why Karrion Cross isn't there already. Um, I don't know. I, I would have, I would well, have bummed Cross with his title as soon as he came back. That's well, my two cents.
0: Yeah, I mean, remember he got hurt, so that, that they had to like cover for him and they had to like fill something in. you know? So I think, I think okay, part of
1: it. Okay, but so did Finn. Finn got hurt too, yeah. and, and and it irks me a little bit that they. I don't know. I thought they could have worked around it. Karrion Cross has a very deep character, an incredibly deep character um, that they could have played around with while he still held that championship, in my opinion, um, until he got better. I don't think they should have had him drop it. I, I just don't. And I don't know. I would have put it right back on him as soon as he came back.
0: Well, I think they're going to get back on him as fast as they can, while while finishing the other stuff they had to do temporarily. Cause that's why I think he's going to grab it come Mania. I, I I firmly believe that. I just I think they they, had, they didn't know how long he was going to be injured, how well how going to rehab. He rehabbed on the faster side of things, it seems. So now they got to kind of like finish what they did in the temporary. I think I think again I think by the end of one of the Mania nights, maybe Matt will be on one of these podcasts. I think that's what's going to be we're going to yeah. be touting about is Karrion and Cross just won a match at Mania and it's the title again.
2: And I will just say, it's just so jarring to see an NXT because I'm just so used to seeing guys cycled out of there where you see one turn and then they're out. Sometimes like Bailey and Sasha never even turned before they went to the main roster. This is the beginning of Adam Cole's second run as a heel. And it just feels like he's just overstayed his welcome. I I know that maybe he is a better fit in NXT, but I would like to see him try his hand somewhere else. It just feels like he, even though he's doing a new character, I, I've seen everything I need to see from Adam Cole in NXT. Honestly, none of it seems fresh, even though they're trying to go in that direction. Uh, and I just want to see him do something else.
1: I just, if he goes to SmackDown or Raw, I just pray they they take better care of him. Yeah, I know it sounds like such a small thing, but like how they shoot him. If you watch on NXT how they shoot he, they don't shoot him differently specifically, but the whole shot in general, their hard camera shot, for example. Um, their, mic, uh, the mic, sorry, their ring uh, uh, cameras as well, they're shot differently on that show. It's a completely different aesthetic than SmackDown and Raw is, right? But, but I'll never forget when he was on SmackDown on a couple of the amazing things. And he's standing in the ring. I'm like, he looks like somebody's little kid brother out there yeah. physically. Like, he looks so small compared to these other talents. And I remember like going, oh, don't put him in this predicament, WWE. What the I mean- hell are you doing?
2: Yeah, they do this all the time, and they could easily hide. It's like what they do with Tom Cruise. Yes. Who's never looked short in any of his movies. No, He's like four foot two, and he. Yes. Like
1: <laughs> Why can't you do that? He's worth it. He's yeah. worth doing this for.
0: Yeah.
2: Now, but that was the show. So Adam Cole was uh, standing tall. That's how it ended.
0: Yeah. So Michael says Justin. I just uh, tweeted you a picture of O'Reilly. Uh, I'm looking at it. There are a couple photos. These photos are obviously from. Somebody who was a fan, right behind that barricade, right on the side where O'Reilly's laying. I will say the show is still going on. You can, I can see in the background what's going on in the actual show in the ring. You do see Triple H, kind of in his bum clothing, with a whole lot of refs, and then they would, eventually you do see him. You do see O'Reilly on a stretcher and Triple H holding O'Reilly's hand, and it's clearly they are off camera at this point. So, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to believe. I don't know. I, I Guys,
1: erring on the side side of caution and empathy and, God forbid, some sympathy. Say a prayer. It takes two seconds. If we're wrong, okay, fine. Then the joke's on us. Yay. Who
0: cares? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that was NXT. So um, real quick, quick, two quick news items, and then we'll get out of here because it's been a night. Uh, Both TV-related. Raw slightly up going in the Elimination Chamber this Sunday. They were up 5.5% from last week up which is always the direction but not a great uh overall number they they the first hour drew 1.935 uh second hour drew 1.806 million and the final hour drew 1.690 uh, for a total average of 1.810 so uh, up 5% like i said but still not not great numbers but again you got to start somewhere uh but that is nothing that 1.810 million is nothing in comparison to what the Rocks, Young Rock, premiere did on NBC on Tuesday night. Uh, that one came out the gate. A lot of promotion with the machine behind it, and it drew over $5 million uh, wow. in, in its premiere. Oh. Uh, it was number three on the night behind NCIS on ABC and This Is Us uh, on um also on NBC, so but it's still number three over five million on its premiere. So I don't know if you guys saw it. I DVR'd it, watched it earlier today. It is actually, if they got people playing the Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, yeah. you know, showing the Rock growing up in this. It's it's a pretty entertaining story. The way this, what the storyline is of how of how he's explaining his life.
2: I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, what too. I love
2: about shows like this is now people who never watch wrestling know I watch wrestling and they're reaching out to me from other areas like, hey, man, Young Rock's on. I remember wrestling. And it's like kind of getting them excited about it. So, you know, wrestling can be something that appeals to young people. Or that I know it's The Rock, but, you know, it's good to see wrestling in this type of spotlight. I hope this show is real success.
0: Me yeah. too. I do, too. Uh, you know, we'll see what there's a lot of secrecy behind. the. There's only only the first two episodes have descriptions or, or names even to them. The rest of them all on IMDb and such are mysteries. But, it, but this first one was um, it talked about rock and even even the mistakes he made, you know, stealing and some of the things he did to try to look like he had more money than he did because his father taught him we got to work the gimmick. We have to drive a nice fancy car because the fans watch us leave the arena, even though we're living in a small one or two-bedroom uh, place. Yeah. So that was that tonight. Uh, a lot of fun stuff on TV. Uh, uh, Matt, you have nothing to plug, right? Nope. Alfred, plug Forbes.
2: Matt, this is nasty. <laughs> Read me on Forbes and get you some Manscaped.
0: There you oh, go. Oh, wait.
1: I want to plug my appearance on Forbes with Alfred Konawa. Hey! hey,
2: hey. It will Speaking of in existence, we're going to make it happen, Matt. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. He's Matt Morgan. He's Alfred Cunnawell on Forbes. Check his stuff out. I'm Dustin LaBar. I got wrestling stuff tomorrow. I'm on Busted Open Radio Friday morning. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate the likes, the comments, share it. We'll be back. Uh, somebody will be back after SmackDown on Friday night. Take care. Be safe. And, yes, prayers to Kyle O'Reilly if prayers are warranted. Hope all is well.
1: Can't believe i have my own show on Busted. Boy.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.